The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back, everybody, to the Blue Stable Podcast, the official Colts podcast of Fan Sided. My name is Destin Adams. With me, as always, my great co-hosts, Rashad McGinnis and my OK co-host, Michael Tarazas. Welcome back, guys. I mean, I think this is three shows in a row where it's all three of us together. I think so. I think you're on this. I think it's the first time in months that we've had three in a row i mean uh time's kind of loose here so now i mean we're back talking colts football uh feels like we haven't truly talked colts football in a number of weeks like actually digging down into the game makes me sad uh makes me cry on the inside but uh it's only uh, what only about three more weeks, I want to say, till training camp. Yeah, roughly. It'll be. I mean, the the dates will officially be announced tomorrow. Um, what days they're going to be at Grand Park? But uh, I mean, as you guys are listening to this today, you the dates have probably already been announced. But a little, maybe a little over three weeks. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, when we get there, we'll finally, you know, start digging into matchups on the you know, depth and who's fighting for who, all that good stuff. But man, we gotta we we've been consistent uh appearing consecutive weeks. I'm just happy to be back, man. I'm just happy mm-hmm. to be back. It's not a lot of content, so you know, we really gotta get in our creative bag to find things to talk about and keep the listeners engaged. Uh we appreciate y'all support through the dry time because y'all know we're finna turn up soon. So got about three, four weeks and and everything gonna be back going crazy i can't wait for us to have our first season together man i think this is gonna be dope man hey man and i also want to remember the uh, remind the fans that if you're going to a game the game to be at is in week two against the los angeles rams that is the the game that the crew the blue stable crew is gonna be at uh and hey i mean we would love to connect with you guys we would love to I'm, I I I don't know. I'm not a celebrity, so I don't even know how I would go on about this. But Michael hey, I would to love to meet some, you guys. Michael wants to sign some shirts and uh, yeah, I want to I want to <laughs> sign some shirts. I want to sign a forehead and all that stuff. Take babies. Pictures. You want to kiss some babies? Sign on a baby. That's what that's what I want to do. Yeah. 
endorse the baby. That's what I want to do. But guys, remember, I mean, hey, try and make it week two. That, that's when we're going to be there. Yes, sir. And we're just going to jump right in. I mean, we talked a little about it already. Um, training camp is officially going to be welcoming back fans to Grand Park, Westfield, Indiana this season. Super excited. Um, I mean, I know that I'm going to at least be there in some mentality. I plan on being on the field for a couple of days as well, but uh, definitely going to be there. Super excited for this opportunity again. I just think this is a big step in the right direction for football fans just to know that we're getting a little bit back to normal because I've always loved training camp. Um, I've always loved being there, whether it was with credentials or as a fan in the stands, being able to get things signed as a kid. I mean, I still have a helmet in one of my boxes since I've just moved into a new house here recently of a helmet that has Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne both signed a little mini Colts helmet when I was a little kid. I have a bunch of cards that I've gotten signed over the years. Training camp with fans is just a whole new ball game, and I'm super excited for it. Hey, man, if I was able – now, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this, that I won't be in Indy for uh, training camp, unfortunately, but I'm saving that trip, obviously, to make it to that game, what, about a month later. So, I mean, when it comes to all the signing, the mini helmets and everything, if I was there, man, I'd still be a little kid. Uh, I would legitimately throw hands with an eight-year-old to – See who gets a signature from Darius Leonard. I will throw hands. I have no doubt would, in my mind. I, I can imagine. Uh, I'll probably it. not even throw hands. I'll just grab him by his neck and I'll throw him off the railing. That, that's just – I'm going Man, to Michael's get my Darius – canceled right now. I'm, going, I'm, I'm getting my Darius Leonard signature. That's at all costs. So, hey, I mean, if you're an eight-year-old out there planning to get in my way, I'm sorry you're just in the way. And that was the former owner of the Blue Stable, Michael Terrazas, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It was a pleasure being with you guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's okay. You know, it's okay. He, he, he opened that statement with he's not going to be there. So we have at least another season until we have to worry <laughs> about another, holding Michael Terrazas back. If Dustin could give me some credentials, man, I'm coming. I'm hey, going to be there. I'm telling you right now, that's the hope. Um, I, I don't know for a fact that we can get every single day, but I, I think – um, you'll see some blue stable credentials on the field representing for Colts camp this year. I mean, hey. the conversations I've had with the, with the guy, I mean, you should be able to get three. I, I, I feel pretty good about it, but super excited to be back. I mean, I mean, you guys have never been at grand park. Um, right. It used to be in Anderson where I'm from, where I live mm-hmm. currently just right down the street, really loved when it was there. Super close was at a college nearby in Anderson. Now it's in Westfield at a beautiful facility. Um, just a, huge sports complex tons of isn't it in the middle of the nowhere um a little bit i mean it's it's closer to indy than anderson is so like they moved a little bit closer to indy just to be able to be out there and they were at a college campus before Mm -hmm. and so like there was a practice field in the real field but it was like a little small in ncaa d3 school and grand park Mm -hmm. is a huge sports complex that's used year round for like high school events and things like that. Like I've been paid to record lacrosse games there before. Like they just do a bunch of stuff out there. Super nice place. Super. I'm I'm super excited to be able to be in person. I mean, we didn't get that experience last year. I would have loved to see Phillip rivers up close, um, but we weren't able to get that experience this past year. So on to 2021 Carson Wentz newest Colt. We'll be able to see him slinging it. Hey, I mean, you, you said that they hold a lot of things, man. Is it too late to try and get a Blue Stable Soccer League going? I mean, um, if we, we're doing we got a soccer the World league, Cup. 
if we're doing a soccer league, I'm only playing goalie. Just just putting that out there right now. Hey man, we got the World Cup just right around the corner, and we need to get in the mood. I gotta I gotta get in my uh, Chucky Lozano jersey, and I need to get in I need to get in that, and I'm going to break some ankles out there, probably break my own in the process. But I'm a basketball and football guy, and probably not a soccer. So, but hey, we need to look into that. I agree, man. I don't know nothing about soccer. I did see a clip today of somebody, uh, probably the easiest goal scorer in history. The guy, the, he went to stop it, and he put his foot down, and, and the ball just literally went right past his foot. And I'm like, what the hell? They're paying guys to do stuff like this? I need to get a soccer A check, lot man. of money. I know. They get the bag. They get the bag, man. Moral of the story, if you're a Colts fan in the Indy area, in the central Indiana area, we would love to meet you guys at Colts camp. Um, for those of us that do make it out there, um, Michael will be there in spirit. We hope to have Rashad there with me um, just to be able to talk Colts football with some of you guys. Super excited for it. But moving on to a little bit more of a prediction game here. Um, we're going to play a little Colts over under. Um, I have seven topics here, and I just want to get our vibes on where we're feeling for this next season for a few things. So we're going to jump right in here. And the first one is Carson Wentz, 25 touchdowns over or under. And let's go to Michael first. You know, man, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with over. I think my original prediction was 31. So I'm, I'm going to stick with that. I, I feel pretty good. I still like on paper. Uh, I like the weapons that he has. I like to, I like the makeup of this offense right now. And I mean, like I've, like we've said many times, he has no excuse to fail here. So, Hey, I mean, I, I'll take the over on that. I'm going to go over. I believe Philip Philip had 24 last year if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I see Carson in the 28 to 32 range. That's that's where I got him at. I'm not sure. Uh, do we have an over or under on interceptions? Uh, or, or no? No we negativity. Don't, I, say, I, I don't, I don't have it on here. Negativity. But it was going to be a little sidebar. Was uh, Do we think he throws more than Phil? So Because basically, I, I got the 25 number because, like you said, Phillip Rivers threw 24 last year. Okay. So I just went one over. Are we going to think he does more or less? I'm going to also say over um, just because I think the offense might be a little bit more pass heavy than last year. I think it's still going to be a run heavy if you go through the balance of it. I just think there'll be more passing attempts per game this season um, with a Carson Wentz led offense. Um, so I would say over, I mean, the interceptions, an interesting one. Um I mean, if you just go look at last year, he threw 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions in 12 games. So, I mean, do we think he's those over or under 15 interceptions this year? Well, I mean, he's already guaranteed two. If he throws two passes to Molly Cox, he's not going to catch it, and it's going to go in the air, and it's going to be intercepted. So he's already guaranteed two interceptions. Michael, you 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 make it hard to try to come <laughs> come with this I don't hate Molly Cox vibe that you attempt to say. Look, man, I have had a lot of time to think about this. I have pleaded and told you guys many times I don't hate him, but you know what? Everyone's got their stick, and you know what? I'm running with it. <laughs> hey, Dustin, please tell me you have an over and under on Moelle Cox. 
I thought about it. I did. I just, did, I just don't want to hear Michael have to yell today. Uh, it's late <laughs> when we're recording this right now. My pregnant wife's asleep. Okay. And I, I just don't need Michael waking her up and then me being the one that gets in trouble for it. Um, well, but, you're the one that started it by pro- most likely saying a nonsensical rhetoric. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball, another new Colt, but this time a rookie over under Quitty Pay five sacks. And mm. Rashad, I'm gonna let you go first. Damn it. Um can we go push? Can like we go five exactly? I think it's five on the nose. I think five on the nose. That's what I see for Quiddy, man. Uh he has a chance to have more, but I know early pass rushes in the league, they struggle rookie season, man. If you go through some of the top number one overall draft picks, those guys struggle to get to seven and a half and eight and I don't think Quiddy is quite as polished as the Miles Garrett and the Joey Bosa's and Nick Bosa's. So I think he's going to find it a little rough in the beginning. I think he'll find his stride. And I got him right at five. Mm. I'm going to go under on that. Uh, I think when you have a lack of talent at that position like the Colts do, and you draft a guy who the entire league loved, who was one of the most talked about draft picks coming out of draft night, draft weekend, that just lets opposing defensive coordinators or uh, opposing offensive coordinators know, okay, I'm going to look at this guy. I mean, am I, am I scared of al Muhammad? Am I scared of Kamoko Toure, Ben Bandigu? Am I scared of these guys? No, I'm going to target that guy. So I think he might see extra coverage, whether if it's a tight end, uh, running back, maybe chipping him, going out for a screen pass, whatever the case may be. Um I'm going to go under on that. And I actually have him at four. Uh, I'm not, I'm not expecting, you know, big things from Quiddy. I'm, I'm just not, I'm not going to put that expectation on him. I've done that a lot. I did it with Philip Dorsett thinking he was going to be on Reggie Wayne level. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm just not going there with a rookie anymore. I'm going to lower my expectations, but I would not be surprised mm-hmm. if his tackles for loss are over 10. So I'm going to say over, um, and I, I've been one that it's hard to be a pass rusher as a rookie. Um, the thing is, I don't see him getting double covered a lot this season. I mean, maybe the tight end um, on the quick block and go on a route type um, of blocking. But, I mean, I think DeVorce Buckner is going to see a lot of double teams again this year. He saw a lot last year. You're, and you're not going to double team guys right next to each other like that. That's, that's just going to – put way too much fill on that left side of the line there at that. And I just, I just can't imagine that happens personally. Um, I think he could be anywhere from the four and a half to six and a half range is really where I am falling in my prediction game on it right now. So I'm just going to be aggressive and I'm going to say over. Um, now I will say the stat that I care more about at the end of the season is going to be quarterback hits. Um, I just want to know how much pressure he got. Um, Cause I mean, if it, if it, translated into sacks then i mean that's a good bonus but if he's getting constant rush constant hurries constant quarterback hits this season it's a win in my book either way but i'm gonna go over five sacks and be aggressive we'll have to come back to this and uh see if i was an idiot or not this next one is a little bit of a um sour taste but uh paris campbell over under nine games active uh, oh man um well history tells us he's gonna miss a lot of games um, man, I don't like this one. Uh, I'm gonna take the over. 
You're going to take the over? Yeah. I mean, I, it got to be this year. You know, you almost seem like, you know, the great shooter that, that goes into a slump and he starts missing it. And you feel like, all right, this got to be the game where he breaks out of the slump. That's the kind of thing I'm thinking of Paris. He was never injured in college. You know, typically a healthy guy up until. And his injuries have been weird. It's not like he yeah. tore his ACL or. Yeah, like, like five, but these five injuries, his rookie year. Oh, it's, like, we- it's weird. Like, man. It unlucky, unlucky. These injuries dude, could start a trickle down effect, and I'm certainly not not knocking on wood for him. But I mean, um, hmm, nine. Oh, okay, there's the extra, the added game. I'll go over. I'll go over. There's the added game. I feel comfortable. Uh, hey, maybe he does ten. So I was about to say, what are you gonna play ten? Yeah. <laughs> I hope with everything in me that he goes over nine. I'm gonna say under. I just think the odds are in the favor of under too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is obviously not something I would bet on. We don't play with injuries. I'm not going to bet on injuries yeah, or anything like that, that ever. It's just, that's just awful. Um, but I feel like you would, I would just have to go under just because the chances are there. Um, I do dude's super talented. The staff loves him. I mean, Frank Reich said without saying last year that he basically had a little under a third of his playbook designated for Paris Campbell last year. Um, I mean, yeah, he never man. he never exactly said that, but he also said that once Paris Campbell got hurt, that they had that, like a third of their playbook was just not usable anymore, which translates to those plays were being designed for Paris Campbell. So hopefully the dude honestly, can stay healthy. I honestly thought he brought a couple of those plays out for Michael Pittman, in my opinion. I mean, I think we saw a few of them get brought out for your boy DeMichael Harris a little bit. Yeah. Like yeah, that's a difficult – that's a difficult role just to throw a guy in because, you know, Paris, his skill set is so unique and it's unlike anything that we have a substitute for. Like Especially in a goes, Frank Reich offense because it's not exactly like it's just the why that you're having to take out. Like, I mean, Frank Reich rotates so many pieces in and out of that. The biggest mm-hmm. thing is I think Paris Campbell is going to live and die by a drag route in the NFL. Yep. Like, and – there were, I mean, you started to see Pittman get used a little bit in drags mm-hmm. here and there, but I mean, the games we've seen Paris Campbell active. If you just go and count, not, not even the ones he gets thrown to, if you just go and count how many drag routes he runs, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what Pittman scored his first touchdown of. You know, the drag route in the Green Bay game. His first, his only. <laughs> I didn't want to say it like that. I knew it was his only. I didn't want to trigger Mike. You know. Our number one receiver only had one touchdown last year. He was a rookie. Hey, I love I love Pittman. But, I, just, uh, I, just like, I just like giving Michael a hard time because he feels like I hate him. He's he's a Trojan. I love. Well, him. I mean, I love you do, death. but I mean, he's gonna he's gonna shut you up this season. So I mean, I'm I'm not worried about that. He'll I'll let his play do the talking for me. That's a good uh, but segment. Then I, for but, you, but then I'll possible I'll possibly also be talking the following Monday. So <laughs> next one. Over under the Colts defense, 25 turnovers. So just oh, for Jesus. just for a uh, example, they had 25 turnovers exactly last season. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go under. When, you don't, have, when you don't have that pass rush on the edge, man. I how you must have a pretty damn good secondary um to, to get those to, to get those turnovers for you. Unless DeForest Buckner is just absolutely just Bench pressing a thousand pounds, throwing double teams out of his way, and getting to the quarterback. So I'm definitely going under on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take the under two. I think 
they got off to an unprecedented start, if y'all remember in the beginning of the season with turnovers, and it declined throughout the season because didn't, they came they back down like, to earth. Didn't they have like bit. three pick sixes in th- five games or something last year? Yeah, I think it was like had, in four games. Because they had two against the Jets alone. And then Xavier, one against the Bengals. Xavier Rose had one and TJ Carey had one. Yeah. So Wait, I don't know. TJ Carey or t- Xavier Rose had two, right? He caught two picks, but one was a pick six. Okay. Xavier, Rhodes had, one the pick, Xavier Rhodes had one of the pick sixes. TJ Carey definitely had one of the pick sixes. Yeah. And okay. Xavier Rose had another pick that was in the end zone, I remember. Because he actually got – he left off of his man to cover another guy, and that's how he caught the pick. But, um, left yeah, I just him, don't see got, him getting got off Got lost that. in coverage a little bit. Whatever – I mean, whatever you want to call it. Dustin, I noticed you're taking my words and you're putting a negative spin on everything I'm saying right now. I'm trying I'm, to – I'm just, I'm just telling you the vibe I'm picking. I'm, I'm just like – I mean, you, you can – <laughs> put the positive on it but i mean for right to talk but i think um i just don't see it happening this year uh getting off to that kind of start we're playing a lot better talent in the front of our uh, season this year anyway so i just don't see those guys uh playing to that level getting that many turnovers now i do think we had a capability to be as good a defense as we was last year but just not as many turnovers well, I mean, in recent history, it tells us Matt Eberflus's defense is gonna decline at the end of the. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm being serious. I mean, I know you are. Go, you go back through the stats. You go back to, through the past what three years. The defense has declined in the last six, seven games of the season. So mm-hmm. now they have if you go look at the last couple. Of, if now, if you go look at the last couple of seasons, though, you'll see that like sometimes that got hit by playing the better quarterbacks later in the season though um because there was a the year that two year two seasons ago um it was kind of one of the reasons that people were saying that the Colts defense was fake was because they went on this crazy run against these trash quarterbacks and then they kind of hit the little bumps in the road when they had to play some of the elite quarterbacks now well, um, what elite quarterbacks did they face in 2019 I mean I remember was it big Ben it was after I mean we lose that game every time. Doesn't matter. Drew Brees wasn't, but Drew Brees, but but Drew Brees, two years ago was still putting up those stats. Like, and, and that game was terrible. Oh my gosh! One of the I mean, the games. slant slant route was his number one th- uh, throw. Jameis Winston had the arm, but the turnovers and I mean, but, I mean, the thing is, it. this season it's the opposite. Like, we're we're gonna have a rough first five weeks, mm-hmm. and then I'm not gonna say it's easy the rest of the way. But it's it, it, def, it definitely declines in talent as we go this year, this time around. I love the schedule. I'm still gonna say under um, on the 25 turnovers. I'll and I'll, I'll say I love the schedule if we at least win three of the first five. Man, what do you love the schedule now or not, nah, man? You always do this. I'm gonna say I do this in case if that happens. Like, oh, you cover both sides. I'm like, what? Yeah, right. Guy, it's like it's like, it's like Michael's bets. Uh, but no, the, but the biggest thing about it is, I mean, if the Colts lose all five of their first five games and then they have an easy schedule down the stretch, then it's going to suck that we had that hard of a schedule to start the season. Is that correct or not correct? I mean, we already knew who our opponents were going to be. We're going to face them either way. (laughs) Do you want to start out with the Jacksonville Jaguars and back-to-back weeks? (laughs) What what are we looking for here? Well, we yes. might lose that because we haven't beaten Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville. probably. It's yeah. a guaranteed one and one. Guaranteed. <laughs> Dang. It's guaranteed at this point. Pretty the, much. The home especially, game. Especially because we lose week one no matter who it is. It's a curse. But oh, uh gosh. next one, 
Michael will like, so we'll let him go first. Michael Pittman, a thousand yards over under. Oh Jesus! Extra game. Uh, but knowing knowing who are who are coaches, he likes to spread it around. I mean, we I still we lo- still had a thousand yard receivers under Frank not, Wright. Not, but uh, wait, we haven't had a one thousand yard receiver under Frank Reich. I bet we have. It got to be Ty. No, we haven't. <laughs> wait. In 2018? Yeah. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to say specific year. years. All I'm going to say is I guarantee – I bet No, nah, it was had... 2018. That's the year luck went crazy. It had to have been because yeah. that's when T.Y. went crazy. Yeah, it would have to be that year. Yeah, he had 1,270. I knew Okay, it. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's because he was the only guy on the roster. Now we, <laughs> now we have a lot of balance. We have a lot of depth And he now, had so. Andrew Luck. Let's not mention – Right. Not that. Right, and I love Carson. I, I want to root for Carson, but he I'm not putting him in that conversation. Um, I'm going to go under. Uh, we have a lot of, you know, what's what's the a lot of balance, a lot of depth. You know, receptions are going to go to Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines as well. So that's going to take away a little bit. Uh, a lot of it, in my mind, predicates on the health of T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell. If both of those guys miss time, then I think there's a really good chance you can see him uh, if he's making the leap that I expect him to make, I think there's a really good chance you see him as a 1,000-yard receiver. But I am going to bank on the health of T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell, and I'm going to go with under. But I'm going to go with – no, I'm not going 999. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go 800. Okay. Um, I'm going to go under. I'm just going to go under because – I just don't think he'll see the amount of targets that that it would take for him to get to be a thousand yard receiver. Uh, like Mike uh, mentioned, Frank Reich's offense, you know, is predicated on spreading the ball around. T.Y. Hilton was the last guy to go for a thousand yards, as we mentioned. But that was a lot of downfield shots he was taking with Andrew Luck. Carson Wentz is supposed to do that same type of thing, but I don't know if Michael Pittman's going to be in that role particular. I, I see them. I see the deep shots coming to. Paris Campbell, uh, T.Y. on play actions and things like that. I think they'll get Michael Pittman a couple of jump balls, more than he saw last year because that was one aspect of his game we didn't get a chance to see was him go up 50-50 balls. Even in the red zone, they didn't try it. At all, at all. And it puzzled me, and it was something I didn't get. I mean, even Mo Alicox at six foot seven, you know, he could have got a couple of jump balls and just seen what he could have did. But – Hopefully, Michael Pittman, I think he'll finish around 850, 875. I see him in that range, uh, close to 900 yards if everybody is healthy. Like like Mike said, that can go up depending on the health of our current receiving core. Yeah, I'm going to go under as well. Um, he might get close. Um, year two is huge for receivers. Um, it is really where you get to see what they learned because um, year one is a lot of learning curves for receivers, trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to create that separation against NFL corners, trying how trying to learn how to beat certain coverages. I mean, rookie the rookie year for receivers is always a tough one. It's why I have never been big on throwing players into receiver one roles until they're ready, um, just because it's just such a hard thing to do. And that's why I was so adamant that I didn't think Michael Pittman should be receiver one yet. And that's why I felt like bringing T.Y. back or signing a – 
guy on the market was a big need for the Colts. Um, but I will say when Carson Wentz finds his favorite target, I mean, in Philadelphia, he, he's not afraid to go there. Um, so, I mean, we don't know who that's going to be yet. I would love for it to be Pittman just so the number fiasco can just be buried. Um, if Pittman ends up being Carson Wentz's favorite target, he likes those big bodied receivers. Um, we saw Travis Fulgham get a lot of work last year when Carson Wentz played. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, um, Travis Fulgham got all pro work. I just wanted to mention uh, Alshon Jeffrey throughout his career in Philadelphia, never had a thousand yards, never even had 900 yards. And that's the role I see Pittman in that type of role with Carson Wentz. He did have nine touchdowns though. One of those seasons of uh, the Super Bowl season. So that's crazy. Alshon Jeffrey was being viewed as like a top 10 receiver for like four or five years and never had Colts a thousand fans yard. Were crazy for him. He had him in Chicago. Well, the biggest thing about he had him oh, in okay. Chicago. So the, yeah, so the two big, in Chicago. The biggest thing about Alshon Jeffrey that Colts fans used to cry about was because they took Cody. They took um, man. Cody Latimer? No. My gosh. His name is Philip Dorsett? No, tight end that played with Andrew Luck. Oh, Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener. Dude, Mr. Jumps too early. Um, oh, my God. But he, the, that was the biggest thing with Colts fans for a long time is that the Colts took Kobe Fleener over Alshon Jeffrey. Um, but man, that's wild to me that he didn't have a thousand yard season in Philadelphia. But he, he hasn't stayed healthy. His, his last one was last one was in 2014 in Chicago. Man, how the Mario I mean, it doesn't surprise me too much because of how it, it's Frank Reich's offensive game plan behind it, even though Peterson was the uh, play caller. But it was still a lot of Reich working behind the scenes, creating this game plan. And, I mean, the, the Eagles were stacked. They had Jeffrey. Uh, they had Blunt. They had that one-two punch in the backfield, three deep at tight end. You could spread uh, catches there. You had, I mean, um, Jeffrey. Uh, man, this guy's name is escaping me. Aguilar. Uh, Aguilar. Yeah, there you go. I don't know why I was going to say Sammy Watkins. Eagles fans' uh, oh, favorite uh, receiver ever. Oh, my gosh, dude. Just he dropped drop a wide-open pass running down the sideline to win the game in Atlanta. That- hey. It's life, but uh, and that was such a beautiful ball by Carson. Moving on to the last over under team one, over under ten wins for the Colts. I'll go first. I'm gonna say over. Um, I have been on record saying that I think it's gonna be eleven games, um, so it's barely over, I guess. Um, but I, I really do feel confident about it. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna say over for the Colts winning over ten wins this season. Uh, I'm going to go under. I have also been on record. Uh, my prediction. What did, what, say, what was your prediction? Seven and 10. Seven and 10. Yeah. Seven and 10. Like I've said, I mean, there's just too many questions right now on the roster to feel good about being a double digit win team, especially when this uh, schedule stacks up the way it stacks up. So I'm going to stick with seven. I haven't backed off of it. I haven't improved or anything like that. Uh, gotten the numbers, uh, higher on the, in the win column, but I'm, I'm going to stick with seven. I, I mean, we're not really going to see – do y'all anticipate Carson even playing in the preseason? I don't think I'm, he will. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll play some, especially it's his first year here. He's got to get some practice reps in on the new playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's a that's an interesting question. That's something I wanted to ask you guys. Do you think uh, preseason game number two is going to be the dress rehearsal now, since there's no longer four? I'm not sure if there's going to be a dress rehearsal game. In my opinion, if 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 there was, yes, number two is going to be it. Or I wouldn't even be surprised if number one. It will no number one is going to be. So the biggest thing that kind of changes oh, how you. Me, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You I'm just kidding. You were done. <laughs> I waited for the pause. Uh, but uh, the biggest thing that really has changed, like, it seems like such a slight change, but it really does change how you approach the preseason mm-hmm. is that it's no longer such a slow cutting process to 50 to 53. Um, they've kind of made it to where there's like two cuts down, basically. Um, it's not as strict. Um, so, I mean, you kind of have to let some of the young guys play in those first two games. I feel like the real dress rehearsal where you're going to see a lot of the starters is going to be the last one. Um, because I mean, before that, you're not really, you don't, you don't know what you have in some of these young guys. And I think there's still a week in between the last preseason and the regular season, right? I think so. Let me I think check. so. Okay. Um, if we could get that information, that would be great. But yeah, I mean, I don't, Personally, I don't expect a, tr- a dress rehearsal. I, I-, I really don't. Uh, injuries have been popping up, especially last season. So teams will definitely be, be uh, taking it easy coming into the preseason. So I don't expect too much of Carson Wentz, honestly. I wouldn't even be surprised if he even doesn't even suit up for the preseason. I mean, we talk about he needs to have uh, these things. And Rashad, did you have it? Yeah, you're right. It's still uh, the last preseason game is August 29th, and the season don't start till September 12th. Well, September 9th for the there you Cowboys go. Bucks, but September 12th go. for everybody. All right, else. So yeah. basically, that's what it's going to be. I think all the time is going to be during training camp, especially in the offseason, since some of this COVID stuff did lighten up a little bit. Carson got to work with Desmond, Michael. I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure he has been able to connect with T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he's probably been getting with Moali Cox about how to catch the football. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of things going on there. So <laughs> I try so uh, hard not to laugh at that. <laughs> what? I'm just over, saying, all right, real quick, over, over under 450 yards for Moali Cox this season. Under. What you say, Dustin? Under. <laughs> wow so all this all this off season okay hold on your, your your wife's asleep right now i got respect for mrs adams um all this off season i've been hearing moali cox this moali cox that moali cox is so good he was a d1 player okay first and of all the d1 basketball player topic here. The D1 and basketball player came up when you decided not to draft him number one in a basketball it, draft, Michael. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's great. It still doesn't shy away from the fact that you keep hyping this man up into something he's not. So, um, it, and you go under? Now, oh, now at, Adams has come now Michael, around. Now Michael, over, now, Michael, over under six touchdowns. Under. Under. <laughs> under. I, I oh, straight up under. I think six. I think it's six or I think six or seven is what I'm predicting. Six or seven. So you're going over. I think he's. I think he's going to be the go-to tight end, like, I in in the red zone especially. So but like me, in 
but me and He's Michael not the still type have that player, bet. But an Eric me and Michael guy. still because me and Michael still have that bet going on that Mo Ali Cox is going to out snap Kylan Granson. Y'all hmm. really made that bet Wait, on what? on on air. We can, we can go back a couple episodes. We did. I remember y'all making a tight we can, end. We can, bet. Yeah, we, 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 oh, it specifics. was like a week after the draft, right, or something like that. Now I remember you, it now. You bet. I it yeah, now. you said that Kyle Granson will outsnap Mo. Will Cox, snap Mo. Yeah, and I, and I said he won't as long as they both stay healthy. Like that was stipulated in there. I feel like that's gonna break. I feel like, <laughs> but yeah, Destin Adams has come around on Mo Ali Cox. He's he, not gonna hype this man up. Anymore. I mean, if he if he had like. If he had like 400 yards and seven touchdowns, I'd, I'd still be pretty content with that season. Yeah, as a good yeah, number two. Good as a good number two. I've never said he should be a tight end one. You made a comment that you didn't think he was better than most teams tight end two. You said that you felt like he was a tight end three. Um. Uh. Yeah, so – Mo Ali Cox. Uh, I guess we. I guess we added this one in here. Um, man, four fifty. I guess I don't see it. Nah. I don't see four fifty. Not with how many people are that it. are on this roster. Like, it'll right. be it'll, it'll be way too spread around. But I mean, hey, that's been Colts over under with a few add-ins by Rashad McGinnis over here, <laughs> make, keeping us on our toes. Um, but we have one last topic today, and it's the one call technology ad of the day one call technology is a managed telecom service provider whose senior staff has a hundred plus years of experience in virtually every aspect of business communications business phone system installation and services managed telecom service providers telecom carrier management and high-speed internet head on over to one call's website at www.onecalltech.com or give them a call at 888 888- 585-8850 and tell them the blue stable sent you. We want to get into some more predictions game. I mean, that's the time of the year we're in and we're going to do some way too early division champ predictions. Ro- injuries, not in our mind. That's not what we're worrying about potential injuries. We're just talking way too early. Who is our bet right now to win the division? And we're going to go ahead and start with the AFC East. And, Michael, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, man, my, my favorite division in football. Um, godly, man, when you, look at, when you look at the division, I mean, do you want to say – I'll ask you this first question. Do you think there's good balance in that division? In the AFC East? Yes. No. I think I think it's an easy well, answer. I think it's an easy answer who who wins this division. I think it's one right. of the easiest ones. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll stick with uh, I'll stick with Buffalo. Um, Why well, you sound New so England. reluctant? I mean, I feel like this is a very this is an this is yeah, a cupcake I mean, start, Michael. My, well, I can't making this way too difficult. I can't. No, I'm not. I can't discount. I can't discredit Bill Belichick with a fully healthy roster with no COVID opt outs now and now they've added in the draft they've added in free agency so i can't discredit that but i am going to go with buffalo but it would not surprise me if new england somehow you know stole those two games in buffalo and in new england even though i do think buffalo is better i they have a significant advantage on the coaching side of things so 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Buffalo on that. Uh, I don't know who the guy is going to be in Miami, Jacoby Brissett or Tua Tungavailoa, whoever throws the least amount of interceptions and whoever can throw downfield the best, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the, the guy Jets, is going to be uh, probably pick Tua. One overall man. man, your hate for the Jets is wild. Man. Your hate for the, like. I mean, okay, wait. So, wait. So, is, is Tua going to be the guy or is he going to be the man? The Dolphins would be discrediting their entire last two seasons of drafting and building a roster if you don't at least see what you have in Tua this year. Tua discredits them by his play. But but you have to go out rookie, there. Mike. Say, but you have to even if he I even if you great things. Great things. I mean, I, I just don't think his skill set's ever gonna be like a top ten quarterback in the NFL. I think he if everything works out right he can be a solid starter in the nfl i just don't think he's a guy that's ever going to be the reason you win a super bowl kind of guy but i mean i'll, I'll go and rashad can go because this is easy i mean I'll, i'm gonna go bills i think the bills just have a much talented more talented roster um i will say that i think the patriots will be better than they were last year i think the patriots are going to end up being second in this division um but i think the even the bottom of this division this year I think will end up being pretty solid. I could see this division being a one where the worst team wins five or six games. Um, but I like the Jets a, more than other people. Dustin's a lot more optimistic than I am. I was just about to leave with that because I don't see the Jets winning six games. There's no way. Um, but like you said, they're a young team. They're on a rise. I like Robert a lot, so who knows? We'll see. But um, like you said, no need for a long explanation. It's the Bills. They got the best roster. They got a great coach. Uh, they was able to bring the offensive coordinator back, who was a head coaching candidate for a lot of teams. I just think uh, they're too talented and well-rounded, and I look for them to be a legit contender this year and win the AFC East pretty easily. I do think the Patriots and the Dolphins are two solid teams, though, that, that will be in playoff contention, you know, if – the a very, a very well-coached division if Robert Salah ends up working out. Right. Like, arguably – I mean, it's going to be up there for the best coach division. I mean, Sean McDermott is great. Like, he's he's turned the Buffaloes mentality around. That's, that's the toughest thing for a coach to come in and do when you're coming into a situation that has no history of winning and just turning that entire mentality for the fans, the team, the – front office around like that's huge um so i mean bill belichick sean mcdermott flores uh, done the same Flo- thing it's, 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 i'm saying brian flores probably one of if not the best um coaching season last year getting that roster to the brink of almost getting the playoff spots um, he was robbed of the coach of the year i mean he didn't make the playoffs it's, it's kind of tough to get the coach of the year spot when you don't make the playoffs yeah. but if he you're was the right better there, coach though. and i mean this is my thing, man. You, I'm not saying I disagree making, with you. No, no, I'm not no, saying I disagree my, with you. This is my thing. I mean, we got to stop making things about postseason and where you are. Like, if you're the best player on a team, if you're the best player in the league and your team is 5-12, and 12, you're the best player in the, le- in the league. Give him his reward. I mean, we're, we're, we, we are rewarding the best team rather than the actual best player. Well, it depends this, on this how you're thing. wording it because, like, I think – I agree with you if it's just like offensive player or defensive player of the year. I would agree that those teams don't – those players don't – shouldn't have to make the playoffs. But most valuable player, I feel like you have to be in the playoffs, like at least lead your team to the playoffs because if you're not, then were you even that valuable? 
Well, I mean, um, that's your opinion, not mine. But when it comes <laughs> to the coach, I mean, same, the same thing for Flores, the coach. Flores did a better, phenomenal job than I mean. You look at what he had on offense versus what McDermott had on his. Josh Allen, uh, Stephon but, Diggs, but Cole the guys Fuzzy, on the Bills' offense took a huge that. step. They this did season. take huge steps. Now, McDermott's a defensive Brian, coach, though. But but look at what Brian had to deal with. He had a rookie quarterback with many limitations. He's working with plugs here and there. He's working with a defense. He's building that defense up. In my mind, he did a better job coaching his team than McDermott did. Buffalo's defense wasn't even what was it what would you call it middle of the pack I don't really think it was that solid so the fact that Miami had a better defense in my mind I mean I, I would have given it to Brian Flores man that, that's the thing about the the coaches I mean you could have a new coach a new sensation who barely missed the playoffs but a guy who squeaked into the playoffs got the reward like dude come on now I mean Brian Flores was robbed of the award late last year Hey, we don't. We this can be a topic for another day, but uh, right. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't say nothing. Next up, we have is the AFC West. I mean, probably another easy one, but we'll see what happens here. Let's go. Let's let Rashad yeah. go. Hey, you better put some respect on Drew Locke. Kansas City. Let's go. Just moving. <laughs> yeah, I got no complaints. Kansas City. Yeah, this is another easy one. I do think this will be a lot of fun to watch this year. Um. I, th- I think the Chargers will be a fun team to watch, see if they if they take a next step. If Denver can stay healthy, they'll be a lot of fun. The Raiders will be middle of the pack because that's just who the Raiders are. Um, and the Chiefs will win this easy. Um, I-, I think there's a better chance that the Chiefs go undefeated than the Chiefs lose this division. Yeah. What, <laughs> what, what kind of comparison? <laughs> I get what he's saying. Okay, so I'm, saying, okay. I'm so saying to go undefeated am, would be hard, but I, I think very, it is more likely that they go undefeated mm-hmm. than lose this division. I agree. I agree with that. Okay, so I am so interested. Now, again, Kansas City is winning this, winning this division, mm-hmm. but I want to see what kind of rivalry not not so of player hates player but what kind of rivalry in games we're gonna get from Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert that is something that I mean godly dude Herbert showed me a lot last year just as a rookie um maybe a little bit of help from the freaking medical trainer who wants to puncture a lung but I mean he showed a lot of good things as a rookie, man. He he shows some really good stuff. So I'm extri- very intrigued with that matchup going forward. But yeah, Kansas City by 500. 500. Yeah. I think Chargers is the most interesting thing about that division. Yes. Though, to see if they hey, the way they develop. Drew Locke? Drew Locke? I do Teddy think Bridgewater? the Chargers. Bro, I mean, in between the Broncos are getting their asses kicked, we get to pan to the sideline and watch him dance. Hot take. Denver's going to have a top seven defense in the NFL. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Again, topic for another day, but I like it. I like what I'm hearing from Rashad. uh, We'll move on. AFC North. And I feel like I made you guys go first the last few times so i'll go now we're about to fight and th- this one might be the one we can com- we 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 differ on i'm not gonna go the hot name I- i'm gonna say the ravens win this division 
That is the hot name. No, the Browns are what I guarantee you the Browns are the betting favorite to win that division. Bring it on, Dustin. Sell me on the Ravens. So I'm going to go Ravens. First and foremost, I think they are the best coach team in the division. Um, and, I, and I'm taking the shot at Pittsburgh if I have to. Um, I, I, I love Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh keeps even the lowest of rosters that he's had competitive. Oh. And Mike Tomlin's done it as well. But I'm just looking at the fact that since Harbaugh's came in, I, I just – if you ask me who I would want coaching my football team tomorrow and I had to pick between Harbaugh and Tomlin, I'm choosing Harbaugh. And, that, and I like – and I'm not – I don't hate Tomlin. I, I I wouldn't dislike him being my head coach. I would just rather have Harbaugh. And then secondly, I just think until Cleveland shows me that they can be the lead team in a division, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to bet any money. I mean, if there is a team this year that I am staying away from betting over or unders on, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I refuse to put my hat on any Pittsburgh Steeler stat, any Pittsburgh Steeler train, positive or negative this year. I just think there's way too many questions that I don't have answers for, especially now that they have four or five new starting offensive, um, offensive linemen. If I, I'm going to say the Ravens, and I'm going to say they ended up winning it by over two games. Rashad, this man – said I'm not going to go with the hot name and proceeded to say the hot name with Lamar Jackson. Are you like, serious right now? Who, the, you, the, who is the, talking the, about Baker? I haven't heard Baker Mayfield's name all uh, off. Do you not, do you not Lamar watch Jackson. sports media? The Browns are everywhere right now. Pe- Destin, of course their media that covers their team is going to push no, them. I I'm talking about, about national media. National uh, media right now? Destin, that, Destin. ESPN today. ESPN no, example, no. best example there is. ESPN First today off, was talking I don't give about ESPN any hey, no, devoted na- I'm time about of national my media day this because is, this is what happens. Their, national their media headlines Michael, are pushed. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you right now why you're wrong if you just listen to me. But national media today, they were talking about favorites to win the AFC and NFC. The only teams that were mentioned for the AFC were the Chiefs, Browns, and Bills, and they had like. 13 people come on and talk about it. And no, no other team was mentioned. No other team but the Bills, Browns, and Chiefs. The Bra- And if you look – if you wanted me to look up what Vegas's numbers are right now, I would bet you good money that the Browns are favored to win that division right now. So, nope. I mean, I don't really care about what Vegas has to say. Um, I mean, that, that was a really good soliloquy that you went on. You know, it was cute and – uninformed but uh again i don't give espn any of my time because their headlines are pushed their topics are pushed and it doesn't surprise me that they're trying to talk about cleveland who haven't been talking about in 50 years everyone's talking they just went on a really nice run but until then i am i'm going to go with you watch uh, i my man the the only time i I watch tv is when i'm watching the, the playoff game Okay. I am a busy. I, I'm a busy man. So I'm right. So you don't watch national media. You said it on live air. We're good. Okay. For a reason, yes. Now, I now, purposely miss out on that, but okay. I am going with the Ravens in this uh, division because I think they have the better defense. Their offensive line is solid. The run game, you know, is going to be there. Lamar Jackson, if he can't throw the ball, he is always going to have the best legs at the quarterback position. He's just going to do that. I am. So eager to figure out if this man can improve as a passer. If he can improve as a passer, it's not even a conversation to me in my mind. It is 
Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens all the way. If he can improve what he needs to improve on at the quarterback quarterback position, and I'm going Ravens all the way. They have the best coach, you know, in the in in that division. So. Yeah, that, was, that was a that was a very anticlimactic end. They have that. the best coach in that division. I'm ashamed of both of y'all for saying that. Mike Tomlin is the best coach. Have y'all ever seen Mike Tomlin have a losing season? No. You know why y'all never seen it? Because it's never happened. It's never happened. You know how long he's been in Pittsburgh? Y'all are making me mad. He's the man second lost. longest tenured head coach, right? He lost Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ben Roethlisberger in the same season. And still managed to not have a losing season. Y'all so disrespectful, man. Y'all disgusting. But you also can't forget how poor those bottom two teams in that division so, were as well. I also, want, I also was not Cleveland who they are now. Cincinnati did not have the talent that they had now. So I take that into account as well. I mean, Mike Tomlin, he I mean, hasn't had much success so far. So John Harbaugh has been doing it a little bit better. Mike Tomlin has been missing out on the playoffs. He's been losing in, in the playoffs. So I got to give John Harbaugh some of his credit. Mike Tomlin, take nothing away from him. He's a Super Bowl champion, one of the most well-respected coaches in the league. But I'll, just by a slight edge shot, I give Harbaugh the, 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 the lead. I also think it's close. I don't know what Michael's talking about when he said Mike Tomlin hasn't had success. I mean, that's the opposite I, of what I would say. But the thing that I this. take away from Mike Tomlin is – I just feel like Mike Tomlin never has control of the locker room, never has control of the staff. Um, there's just always been so many issues um, that have come out locker room wise with the year that they had coaches getting into altercations on the field. I lost a lot of respect for Mike Tomlin, the way he handled the situation. I really did. Um, it, it was just a huge thing for me. Um, and then this last season, watching this collapse of the season last year and just the locker, just lost the locker room, in my opinion. That team's not good. They're not good. He's doing what he's doing with a team that's not good. That's the, they're Dude, not good. In the, in the words of Mike Tomlin, we do not care. Okay? That's just – I mean, I Destin makes a phenomenal point about – Yes, you got a coach on the sidelines, but the other thing, you also have a have a grip on your team. You have to, and Mike Tomlin hasn't had that. I mean, c- correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but has anyone from the Ravens been criticized like players from the Steelers have? Like, does John Harbaugh lose that locker room? Does he lose control of Marcus that? Peters? Marcus Peters? Marcus, man, That's Marcus not Peters fair. Marcus Peters, man. That's not you, fair. You no asked me for a player. I provide you with hey, a player. Now you, it's you not did. fair. You, you answered his question. Thank you. Well, I, but it I'm just happens to be fair, that Marcus no Peters one is one is of the biggest hot Marcus Peters. That's, that's, like, that's like saying that Doc Rivers couldn't handle the Clippers. I mean, now Doc Rivers couldn't handle the Clippers locker room. So maybe this is not the best example. But the player is going to be a really good example of like saying like Doc Rivers couldn't handle Patrick Beverly. Like, 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 what are you going to do? Like, put them in a cage? Like, like, there's nothing you can do to those kind of guys. Like, they're going to be them. Um, but. All right. So, I got interrupted. <laughs> I'm going with Cleveland. I'm not even going with Pittsburgh Steelers. I just was, had to stick up for Mike Tomlin, who is somebody else. Say, uh, it's not the best coach in this division. But I'm going with Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Their roster as a whole, they have the best roster in that division. Uh, we could debate this if y'all would like. It'd be a waste of time. 
they have the best total roster from top to bottom. I do agree with y'all in the fact that if Lamar Jackson, he's that dynamic of a player, if he takes the next step in, in a passing game, then they will win the division because he's that great of a player if he was to elevate that portion of his game. But I don't see it. I don't think it will happen. I know they addressed receiver in the offseason. They went and got Sammy Watkins, and they drafted Bateman, and they got Hollywood Brown coming back. I, I just don't feel like it's enough. I still don't feel like they have an alpha dog, number one receiver. They should have been in the sweepstakes for Julio and Galladay. We saw that they made a run at T.Y. Hilton. They couldn't get him. I don't they got feel Sammy like- Watkins. You're good. Oh God, I don't feel <laughs> over or under eight games for him. But oh wait, they, they also drafted that dude out of Oklahoma State, I, Tylen Wallace. Oh, okay, so I just don't feel like they did enough to upgrade that passing game. And Cleveland, the knock on them was defense, and they addressed it in punches this offseason. I think they they got John Johnson in the secondary. They uh, picked up nope. Anthony Walker as a linebacker to, to help with the run game. We know uh, the defensive line, they just put – they got Jadavion Clowney. But, Joke. But with, alongside of Miles Garrett, he should be able to hold up his end of the line, his, his, do his fair share. And he'll definitely – if we don't know anything else, we know one thing, he'll be effective in a run game because that's what he does. Um, I'm just glad they also we finally picked up had a, a different I'm, – I'm, um, I mean, they picked up Josh Johnson, the safety. And Hill, the yeah. cornerback from the Rams. Uh, they got Greedy Williams coming back. Should be healthy. Grant Denzel Delpit. Ward. Denzel Ward. Grant Delpit, who missed the whole season last year due to injury. He's coming back. They're going to be – if they can put it together, though. It's going there's to just take a lot some of, great There's coaches. just a lot of personalities in the Cleveland locker room. And as I much agree. as, like, I hope Cleveland succeeds just because I think the Cleveland fan base deserves it. Um, I think the city of Cleveland deserves it. Um I just am not sure they'll be able to play to their potential, and that's why I'm going to go Baltimore. But I'm just glad we finally had a different. We had all of us say Bills, all of us say Chiefs, and then we had a little bit of fluctuation there. I'm trying to see if there's going to be one where we all say someone different. Um, no. That'll be fun. But uh, uh, NFC, NFC West. That, that's the one that I think it could happen in. But uh, yeah. next up is the AFC South. Um, I for sure don't want to go first on the AFC South. Uh, so let's let Michael go. All right, Jacksonville's not going to be in it. Houston's not going to be in it. So, hey, what we already knew, we're down to Indian Tennessee. So, uh, man, the Julio edition really, really, really uh, swings the favor into the Titans. The offense is still intact. Uh, That one-two punch, Brown, Jones, Tannehill is still a very good quarterback. Derrick Henry, he's the engine that drives the train. And – but – I, I just have questions about that defense, even though I have questions about our defense as well. So, man, dude, this is this is really tough. But I'm going to give some respect to Tennessee. They have won it the past, what, two, three years. So I, I'll ride with I'll, I'll ride with them in, in this instance. I think last year was their first year in a while. Oh, God. Yeah, Houston. Houston won it. Yeah, last two. I'm, yeah, two of the last three years, yep, Houston won it. Um, Mike, I was glad you went with that because you got to stay consistent at your point. You say you think the Colts record is going to be seven and ten, so you if know, you would have said if you would have said the Colts and the, and the Colts were winning at seven and ten, right? The AFC South would, would be rough, right? So I'm glad you did say that. Seven and ten will probably land you in second place in that division. So it's right on board with with what you said. Um, 
I'm gonna go with. <sighs> I don't want to do this, man. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Tennessee, man. I uh I actually felt like I had the coach up until this this Julio Jones move. I, I think this matchup is gonna give us all kind of fits when we play them. I still think we find a way to split the season series some kind of way. Luckily, we played them twice early this year. So by Halloween, we'll have the two division games out of the way with Tennessee. I think they're going to be a team that hit their stride later on in the season if they stay healthy. Once Julio gets adjusted to the new system and, and they get the ball rolling, new offensive coordinator over there. But that defense, I don't know if they can stop a nosebleed, man. I, I just don't know. They're banking on Bud Dupree to be an alpha dog now. He doesn't have T.J. Watt on the opposite side of him anymore. So we have to see if he can produce at the number one level. Um, their secondary has been overhauled and they're replacing it with a lot of possibility guys. So Band-aids. Yeah, exactly. A lot of young guys that they, they're hoping take the next step, but uh, it's just question marks all over that defense. So I, I do think we find a way to split that season series, but I'm, I'm going to give them the respect. Like Mike said, uh, that Julio Jones move, I think just nudged them over the top just a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, was Tennessee a uh, top five scoring offense last year? Yeah, they were, right? I know they averaged 30 points a game. Oh, I, I mean, I knew the answer already. It was, it was, it was more of a so, – so, Tennessee was already a top five scoring offense. Um, right. So, I mean, good for them. I mean, Julio Jones comes in. that They're, they're going to be a top five scoring offense. So, right back where they were. Um, I guess, to me, the biggest thing comes in – if I was looking at this team last year and I was like, man, they were a receiver away. I, I think I would be in the same boat and say that I think Tennessee is going to win this division, but that's not the case. <laughs> They're a lot more away now. To me, they were one of the worst secondaries in the NFL last year, and they got significantly worse. They were one of the worst pass rushes in the league last year, and they added some better names at the top. But the problem is, and you guys mentioned Band-Aid a second ago, they're going to have to have a lot of Band-Aids because if any of these guys get hurt, they're going to be playing no names oh, they're done. on the defensive side of the ball. And, I mean, go look at history. How many teams are able to keep their entire week one starters on the field the entire year? Right. right. It, it just doesn't happen. But we hope it does. I mean, I would love to go an entire NFL season with no significant injuries across the league. It'd be great for the league. It'd be great for football. It'd be great for fans. It's not going to happen. And I hope to dear God that Elijah Molden starts in the slot. I'm going to say that every time we mention Tennessee's name, I'm going to mention the fact that I hope Elijah Molden finds a way to impress in camp to start in the slot day one, or at least for the Colts games. So maybe he should sit until the Colts game so he actually gets to still play. But what if this comes back to bite you in the butt and he shuts down Paris Campbell? Why? Then I'll say that sorry. Is- then, then I'll say he proved me wrong. But I'm telling you right now, I would put a lot of money down on Elijah Molden not succeeding in the slot. I would, oh, and my wife wouldn't let me put the amount of money I'd be willing to put down, but I, I'd, I'd be I'd be willing to put a down payment down on this man. He should have just left well enough alone and just went to safety. Yep. I mean, I mean, it's not his fault. I mean, a team drafted him to play slot corner. Um, I, he, if he was willing to play safety and they – were, and they said that they drafted him to be a slot corner. That's that's not his fault. But yeah. I'm going to take the Colts. Um, to right, me, okay. I just feel like the Colts looked at areas that they needed to improve, and they got improvements. 
Um, I think they're one of the deeper rosters in the NFL. I think they're one of the ones that can withstand a few injuries here and there. I don't think Tennessee can. Um, the other in, the other thing is Julio and A.J. Brown, both are got guys that have showed they can play complete seasons. Um, A.J. Brown had surgery on both knees this past season. And if they're going to be throwing to Julio Jones now more, that's just taking the ball out of Derrick Henry's hands, and I'd love that. I'm going to go Indy wins the division. I think Tennessee's still going to be a playoff team. Um, but And it might be a close run. It might be coming down to the wire type of finish. But I'm going to go Indy winning the division. Um, and I'll be the optimist of the group. I don't care. Moving on to the NFC. We have the NS- NFC East. And Rashad, I'll let you go first. The NFC East, the NFC least. That's what you said? That is what I said. Okay. Uh. I know Mike's going with, so I got to see if I want to argue with Mike. If it makes you feel better, I'm 100% not picking who Michael will pick. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Their defense is absolutely terrible. We went from one deep, one bad defense in Tennessee to another bad defense with the Cowboys. But in situations like this, they have a phenomenal offense. And – if Dak Prescott can return back to the level he was before he got hurt, even though they was losing then, I still think that offense is daddy Lee. If that offensive line can, can block for him and protect him, I think, I think Dallas, I think the defense just need to do enough, just a, a little bit. If you can get a couple stops, I think that offense is going to be active. We're gonna, I'm, I'm going to make Michael go last on this one, and I'm going to go. I'm also saying Dallas. Um, I think Dallas ends up winning this division. Um, to me, the biggest thing is the gap at quarterback is humongous in this division. It's you have You have Dak Prescott. You have Jalen Hurts. You have Daniel Jones. And you have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like – that's, that's just that's just a huge gap and like that's not something that I feel like can't can be understated I mean and Washington won this division by one game last year with all of the, with everything going against Dallas and Philadelphia and they still only won it by one game I, I like the Giants I think they're fun to watch um, I think so too I like um, I like Joe judge uh, Joe judge um, I like coach judge but uh man i just i just can't see a way that dallas doesn't win this division if, da- if dak prescott stays healthy i see a million ways so that's where well, we and, and that's what and i was gonna let you go last for this very reason because i knew you were gonna be different than me and rashad on it i didn't know where rashad was gonna go but well, I, man, I knew I'm, where you were i'm not getting into an argument about the Cowboys. I've been having this all off season with my other co-hosts on my Mavs podcast. I'm not doing this. Uh, <laughs> it just, I'm not sure if y'all heard me laughing in the background, but Rashad literally said he thinks the Cowboys can be great. They can win this division if Dak stays healthy, but they were losing when he was healthy. So, <laughs> but the whole, di- but the whole division was losing when they, when he was healthy. Exactly. I don't care what the division was doing. He was losing, and the division got better. So uh, I'm going with Washington. They're the better all-around team. Uh, y'all y'all make a great point about the quarterback, but that at the end of the day, you got to have a team around the quarterback. And, um, you know, that you have to have a balanced team, and that's just something Dallas doesn't have. It wouldn't be surprised 
it wouldn't surprise me one bit if uh if they came in second but the biggest thing i needed to see watching these games last year was how dominant Washington was I mean y'all talk about the quarterback position the Redskins didn't need a quarterback to beat the Cowboys they just needed a running game and that running game returns the offensive line returns they got better on the offensive line now you're getting you're upgrading at the quarterback position because if Ryan Magic uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is on fire no one's stopping this man you upgraded at your skill positions Logan Thomas is back uh McLaurin got Samuel in so you're keeping that offense fresh. The defense, I mean, you're talking about the defense. I mean, what what else can you say? You're adding young guys in there. Jamin Davis, I'm expecting some good things from him. I mean, Jack Del Rio, his defenses are always on point, always strong. So uh, I'm going to go with the better coached, uh, better all-around team. I want to believe in, in the Giants, but, I mean, um, I really like the team. But, again, I mean – if you swapped the the Cowboys and Giants quarterbacks, then I would have said the Giants by far. Because I mean, the defense, the I offense. I, I mean, too. I mean, that's what I call a balanced team. So we make a big deal about quarterbacks these days, rightfully so. Absolutely, Dak Prescott has morphed himself into a top ten quarterback today. I am so freaking proud of this guy. I had a lot of questions his rookie year. He has put in the work. He is probably the best leader in the nfl love him for all the reasons but i need to see if he can stay healthy um zeke elliott i need to see if you can stop putting the ball on the turf tyron smith zach martin all these other linemen lyle collins i need to see if you can stay healthy and healthy i mean like what what is healthy in the nfl just don't let an injury affect your play because we've seen that millions of times with Tyron Smith. His play, his neck, his back literally affect his ability to pass. Uh, the wide receivers, yeah, they're they're shiny. Uh, I'm interested to see what CeeDee Lamb does in his second year. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm going Washington for those reasons. I just like the team, the coaching all around. They got better. So what's more likely to happen? the Eagles win this division or the NFC East finds a way to put two teams in the playoffs? The Eagles win this division. <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't see two teams coming from this division. I just don't. Unless I, Daniel I, Jones I agree. happens to make a phenomenal jump. I agree that it's the Eagles winning this division. I just think there's also a chance that the Eagles win two games. I I hope I it doesn't happen. Too. Inside the division? Two total. I hope I it doesn't for Nick Sirianni. I, li- I, I, li- know, I like Nick. Dude, like, I like really, Nick. Like... Oh, ab- absolutely. But, I mean, Jalen Jalen Hurts has, have to, has to play his best game possible. I don't even know if that's enough. I mean, as a throw the, the Philadelphia football, roster, little, think... The Philadelphia roster is not good. No, it's not. Um, they and have a lot of holes. And it's old. And it's old. Yeah. A lot of hey, money, too. Yeah. That, that was just a random question I wanted to throw in there. But uh, this, this one should be a fun one. Okay. Um, NFC West. Um, I'll let You should have saved, saved that for last. Well, I did it the same exact order that we did um, the AFC. Um, okay. East, West, North, South. But uh, so West, I'll let Michael go first since he went last on, on it on the East. Dude, this is – when is Trey Lance going to play? 
Kyler Murray, is he going to take steps? Is that off- has that offensive line improved at all? Hey, he shouldn't have to take a step for as much as you like, Kyler. You, you, you said last year uh, that Kyler Murray was more valuable to his team than Patrick Mahomes was. But I also saw him on the run a million times. So that's what? pretty big for a quarterback these days, Destin. Um, I'm just saying, if, if, if he's I more mean, valuable than Mahomes, he shouldn't have to take that big of a step. If if the Cardinals can find a way to actually play these defensive players in their spot, give them the minutes that they need and really just deserve, really, because they're that talented. Or, or keep them out of jail in Z- Zavins um, Collins' um, yeah. situation. They can start with that. Yeah. Uh, man, dude, it's got to be the Rams for me. It, it has to. I mean, the quarterback advantage, uh, the weapons, offensive line, the defense, clearly. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams. It is a very good uh, debate to get into, but I wouldn't even be surprised if the Rams swept this division. I wouldn't be, the, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, well, I'm biased, so you know I'm going with the Rams. Let's not drum it up. Let's not add any suspicion to it. But I do want to say one thing about this deep, this um division. This division is one of the most talented divisions probably we have ever seen since this new alignment has been in place with the four teams in each division. This is prop. If there was a way all four teams in the division can make it to the playoffs, this would be that type of division. Because if you go alone the nfc south may only get one team in depending on what the saints do because i don't think carolina or atlanta's making it uh the nfc east we just spoke about that they can only get one team in with the playoffs expanding they may be a first time we could see four teams that all finish playoff in playoff contention so uh i just but I'm going with the Rams. I'm biased. Their defense is phenomenal. They had the number one defense last year. Uh, they still have Aaron Donald and they still have Jalen Ramsey. And as long as that's anchoring your defense, uh, I just got to go with you, man. I wish I could be different, um, and say, but it's going to be the Rams. I love Matthew Stafford. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's going to be a great situation for him. I am interested to see what – it looks like, I mean, with all the fiasco that went on in Seattle this offseason with Russ, I'm, I'm interested to see what the 49ers go. Um, I mean, Arizona went aggressive this offseason in free agency. Um, I mean, I'm interested to see what happens. I really am. Um, I do think this is a really talented division. I mean, the Niners were the worst team in the division last year, and they were riddled with injuries and COVID issues last year. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um I don't think the Rams sweep the division. I mean, Seattle's hard to play in. San Francisco's hard to play in. Kyler's hard to play against. And most of these teams are well coached. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury hasn't showed me much as an NFL coach yet. But, I mean, this is a really well coached division as well. Next up, we have the NFC North. A lot of questions here. Depends on if you think Aaron Rodgers is going to stay. But um, I'll go first just to make it quick. I still think it's the Packers. I think that, I think Rodgers is going to be here, and I think he's going to be here to stay. I really do. Um, but I'm going to go Packers. I don't think the rest of the division got much better. Um, the Bears are still going to play Andy Dalton this year. Um, so down the road maybe is competitive, but I think it's Green Bay's to lose. Green Bay. Green Bay. Now, I will highlight 
that this is another bet that Destin and I have on the table. If Justin Fields does start week one, um, or he can play 15, 14 plus games, he will have a better year than Zach Wilson will have. That's another. That's that. We do that, have that. We have that bet on the table right now. We have that bet on the table. So oh, I didn't know about I'm, that. One. I'm actually going. But I also to said say, to him that Wilson's starting the entire year in Fields is not going to. That's true. I I, I literally just okay. Um, but uh, so I want to, but don't do it, Mike. I, do it. I want to, but it, I, I gotta. Well, I mean. Don't be that guy. I think the I think the notion is Rodgers is gonna be back. I mean, the whole fiasco just for him to end up signing another contract extension, that's what you call a diva. That is just a whole fiasco, and then you end up signing. That just makes no sense to me. Um, unless he was gonna leave for Indy or something like that. So uh yeah, it's gonna be Green Bay for me. This last one should be pretty easy just with the turnaround that the NFC South has had. Um the Bucks for me are going to win this division. I just feel like there's been way too much turnaround everywhere else with New Orleans, with Atlanta, with Carolina. I mean, New Orleans and Carolina have new quarterbacks. And Arizona moved on from Julio Jones, still has a pretty bad defense in, Ari- in Atlanta. Not Arizona, I apologize. But, I mean, this is a really well-coached division. Um, and Atlanta has a new coach, obviously. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I think Tampa Bay wins it easy. Same thing, man. I got Tampa Bay. Uh, they may have top to bottom the best roster in the NFL and offense and defense. So I'm just going to go with Tampa Bay until, you know, they've earned that respect, even though they didn't win the division this past season. Yeah, they, it was yeah, it was New Orleans. Yeah, it was the Saints that won it. And, but they beat the Saints in the playoffs. They avenged those two losses to the Saints in a regular season. Uh, this, this is Tampa Bay's division to lose. Saints had turnover at quarterback. Like he said, we don't know if it's going to be a Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. I believe Atlanta's basically hitting the reset button, although they haven't publicly said it because they're riding with Matt Ryan still. But when you trade a person like Julio Jones and you, you, you're in financial hell, you know, you're basically hitting the reset button. And Carolina's just not ready yet. We all, we all can see that. So, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay, man. I don't know why Atlanta. I mean, I thought they had a chance to be competitive. I mean, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. I mean, he wanted scary. out. I I mean, and, and it did come out that he asked to be out well right. before the draft. So that right. came out as well. Um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to this division, there's two teams I'm looking at, okay? Um. And I think this is going to be very interesting. The Tampa Bay offense and the Tampa Bay defense, because that's really all it is in this division. It's Tampa Bay. So yeah. I don't know if you guys thought I was going to say another team or something. I, I, was mean, I, was, I was waiting to see how you were going to make this not Tampa Bay. but Right. I mean, hey, Taysom Hill is primed to break out. Hey, Jameis, as, uh, Jameis as, is going to be the starter. Jameis is going to be the starter. Well, well Taysom Hill – if y'all knew football is primed and ready to break out as the team starting fullback. Okay. Hey, he's so, paid like it. He's paid. He's paid like somebody. Jameis Winston, Winston will be the quarterback, but Taysom Hill will be the greatest fullback who ever lived. Hey, you, you give Peyton Hillis his respect. He was on Madden, but, uh, dude, he was on Madden. I never bought hey, that game. Guys, 
I went ahead and wrote all these down. We'll revisit these later on. But uh, you guys, this has been the Blue Stable Podcast, the official Colts podcast of Fan Sided. We're so happy to be back all together. Um, we announced it on Twitter, but just so you guys know, until training camp gets here, we are only going to be doing one show a week um, just to be able to have more quality um, of content for you guys. We don't want to be the quantity over quality type of content creators. We want to be able to bring to the table the best content we can. And we think that means one episode a week for the time being, but thank you guys for listening. And we're super excited for the season to get here. Go Colts. And do you guys have anything else to say? Thank you. Thank you guys. Again, don't forget uh week two, September 19th, try to make it out for that game. If you can, at least just make it to a Colts game in Colts game in general. Uh, hey, I mean, that's all I can say. I can't wait to get there. <laughs>